Welcome to the Medical Management Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up your practice. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's program. Welcome back to the Medical Management Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Jay and Jesse here to bring you some more awesome content. This week's episodes are going to kick off a mini-series of how we live our values here at MedMan. This is one of the hardest things for an organization to do right, to make their values mean something, something more than just a motivational poster plastered on the break room wall. So we're going to dive into how we live our values, and we're going to do that, kicking things off with our very first value, intellectual curiosity. To do this, I'm joined by my partner in crime and returning podcast champion, Jay Holmes. Welcome back, Jay. Whoop, whoop. Hey, man. Glad to be back. All right. I'm glad you're here. I'm so excited to get into this. The idea of really diving into these values that you and I helped sculpt, right? I mean, these mean something deeply to you and I. And and so the chance to kind of dive more into them and share them with other people just got me really excited. Couldn't agree more. This is... All right. Uh, so... Yeah, let me interrupt yeah. you. Let, let me start off this episode with interrupting <laughs> you as many times as I can that, that we can check the box there. Perfect. Jay... You know, we we have six values here at MedMan. Throw you a curveball right off the bat. Why why are we starting with this one? What made you want to pick this one first? Going off script, Jesse. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> That's how we do it. So so there's no specific reason, but but certainly this is one just that dearest to my heart. And I think when you choose values, there's no one that's more important than the other. However, I do mm-hmm. believe that there's one that we might get tripped on tripped up on the most. And, and I see that as intellectual curiosity. Most of the times is one that we're encouraging for more people to grow in. And so that's really why it's kind of floated to the top because we certainly think about it often in more of a way yeah. of how do we encourage, grow, build intellectual curiosity, you know, in our workforce and, and the clinics that we serve. Yeah. You know, when you said it, the experiences I've been having lately have given me a chance to see people who live it and people who don't. And so as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, because I, I'm dealing with this so much right now. I've got people that are just living up to it, the ones that I admire and, and want to be more like. And then others, like you said, that just trying to encourage and foster you know, that, that growth in that area for them. So tell me, what do we mean by intellectual curiosity here at MedMan? Well, Jesse, you know, there's a ton of material out there that indicates intellectual curiosity mixed with grit is the new secret sauce to success. You know, that's kind of like at the forefront of what we see making the the quality that's making the biggest impact in success. And, you know, the reality that we live in, the world is changing at such a fast pace. It's it's faster than it's ever changed before. And so there's absolutely no way to know everything at any given moment. That's an impossible It's an impossible bar to set on yourself. And so what we find most of the time, especially in the world that we live in in practice management and healthcare, is that we need to thrive and we need to have thirst for not knowing something and wanting to learn it. Because no matter where we are in our career, there's always going to be something that we have to learn. And if we're pulled towards it, our life is going to be easier and we're going to excel in it. If we have to get pushed towards it, it greatly diminishes our 
you know, capability of really learning and really embracing. And so that's, that's why it's so important. That's why we've seen it so important because we know that practice administrators that have a thirst for knowledge, that have this tickle that says, you know what? I don't know that. And I want to learn it not just because someone says you have to. I want to learn it because I don't know it. And I need to build kind of this framework and, and build my knowledge base so that I can be more impactful. And so really, you know, what we did was we assessed these values. We thought that they were the right ones, the, the ones that will, you know, guide us to success in the future. And we took a step back and said, who do we feel are best are, who do we feel are our best employees? And do they exhibit these values? And that's really what we did. You know, we might get into that a little bit later. However, that certainly validated the ones that really thrived were ones that had intellectual curiosity. What that means is when they don't know something, they don't see that as an attack on their worth or some sort of, I am less than someone else. They see that as, I'm a very capable person of learning. I just haven't gone down that path of learning that thing yet. But by not knowing it, that's attracting me to learn it. And it doesn't, it's not narrow. And I think the the real cool thing is, is that it's not so narrowly focused in the realm of, of healthcare, right? It's, it's anything. It's that, yeah, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden what you do is you have more dots to connect. And really, you know, you start building synergy where you're attracted to something and you go down that path. You're like, oh, wow, I can actually apply that thing that's not even relevant to my career or my, you know, clinic or my employees. But somehow you can bring it together. You can relate it. You can build upon it. So intellectual curiosity is to us being pulled in, being attracted to this knowledge gap and always wanting to lessen that gap, but knowing that you never will right? And being okay with that, knowing it's a cycle, knowing that you're not going to, there's never a mountain you're going to top that you're going to reach and put the flag and say, I conquered this. I'm the smartest person in the world. We're really not. And I don't know if it's possible. And so let's change the pursuit. And this is really that changing that goal, that target. Absolutely. It, It fights off this mentality of we've made it syndrome, right? We made it thinking, you know, we've conquered healthcare administration. We know it all. We conquered all this. And thinking back to I can't remember where I heard it, but it probably the Knowledge Project podcast. Somebody was on there talking about how much time it would take to double our knowledge of medicine. And back in 1950, it would take about 100 years to double our knowledge. And then, you know, as we've progressed over the following decades, it would take 20 years to double our knowledge. And and finally, just recently, I think it I think we're at a point right now where we're doubling our knowledge of medicine every seven years. And that speaks to the rate of change that you're talking about. And if we're not intellectually curious, if we're not up to the task of learning more, think about it. You become obsolete in seven years if you're in the field of medicine. (laughs) Absolutely. It's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the reality is there is a cruise control. Don't get us wrong. Like this isn't saying that, you know, you can't put the car in cruise control and coast for a while. Sure. But there are windy roads ahead and often. And so... Cruise control isn't a, I've reached this pinnacle and now I get to just cruise the rest of my career. Yeah. That is, you're bound to hit one of those curves and not have time to turn. So it's, um, you got to balance that, but always have the ability and the desire. And it's really the desire to um, keep learning. There's no finish line. No, no, there's not. You know, we always talk about how do we find people that are intellectually curious or how, how do we determine, and we'll talk more about that later, but I'd love to get your perspective on what an organization like ours does to promote intellectual curiosity? What does it look like 
coming from the organization side? What do we do? I think there's two components to that, Jesse. I think we try to hire for it. And then once we do hire for it, we try to encourage it. We could try to nudge it along. We try to build mm-hmm. it, right? Just like a muscle. We try to exercise it and make it better. Yeah. So, so those are the two big paths we take. What do you do to exercise that muscle? Like what comes from somebody like yourself or me or any of our other partners? How does it come down? Yeah, exercising the muscle. Here at MedMan, we do quite a bit. And let's just go through it, yeah. you know, just, just kind of talking through them. Um, we talk about it in our, in our management meetings. We go through our values and actually it's a requirement to, you know, I mean, call nominate, you know, a, an employee that has exhibited in the past week a value. And, and we look for specifics, exactly what did they do? Mm-hmm. And then we encourage the participation in our values by talking about it. Because the, the more we talk about it, the more um, I think that that gets the messages is that it's important. And so we not only talk about it in the meeting, but then we also push that out and communicate that out into the entire company. And we, yeah. we generally do that with um, specific emails because some people we know that like that direct messaging, the, mm-hmm. you know, the direct, hey, you're awesome and this is why. And we also put it in our newsletter that comes out infrequently, but between two to four weeks. And so we get the whole company-wide recognition. And we also do kind of a specific. So so that's one. We talk about it. We hold monthly colloquiums aimed at education, right? And so we just all get together. The entire company gets together to learn about something new. And that's all via Zoom because we're a distributed workforce. We're all run the Northwest. And so we're not all, can't all come together in in the same room. We lean on each other for support. And what we do is we have, you know, a a pretty active listserv email group that we throw out ideas, we throw out questions, and we all collaborate. You know, part of intellectual curiosity is having the ability to admit you don't know something, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a barrier. And that's actually, we'll get to that later in in another um, value. But so really trying to encourage, hey, it's okay not to know something. And quite honestly, we expect you not to know everything. So embrace this group sharing and, and group learning. We also host right. what we call our MedMan University, which is really our chance once a year to get the whole team together, bring them together. Connect is probably the most important thing, creating connections, building bonds. But we also really focus on engaging in different learning opportunities. And so really you know, saying that, hey, while it's important that we build relationships and connect, it is equally as important for us to continue learning. And yeah. so we encourage that and we certainly allot time for that. We also do annual assessments. You know, sometimes they're focused, sometimes they're, they're full-blown clinic assessments. And we do that on our, our managed clinics. What we do is we bring in other administrators in our other managed clinics, and we bring them into those clinics to help with those assessments. And what happens is that there's this energy that's built with administrator in one clinic coming in. They, there's cross-pollination, right? They're bringing some of their clinic into the new one, and some of the new one leaves with them back to their old clinic. And so that's another way of spurring, you know, hey, there's something new. Here's an idea. It might not be fully vetted, but it's like the, the spark that lights the fire. Right. right. So you find that as that it a very encouraging just interactions that come out of those assessments. We also fund $2,000 a year for continuing education and really promote that. Here's money. Use it. And, you know, something that's on the yeah. brink of being pushed through, certainly in the, in the works, pushing that $2,000 of continuing education outside of just the... Um, you know, healthcare space. And right. so this not just idea, a conference, not just healthcare. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this idea that there is substantial spillover with all types of learning. And so if there's motivation to learn about anything, 
then let's go ahead and promote that, encourage that. And, you know, for example, our president, Randy, he's a club soccer coach. Mm -hmm. And there's a great coaching program in Spain that he's going to plan to attend in summer 22. Well, you think about it. Should we as a company encourage that and help pay for that? What kind of benefit will we get? And argue a ton, right? What what can he learn from there that then he can bring back and encourage coach all that that he does every single day with all the um, the team members that we have. I think the for our listeners, this is an example, right? If you're sitting there listening, okay, the, that's amazing. They do all these things to promote that one value. The reason why it's so awesome is it's integrated into our operations. You know what we promote in giving them, you know, assigning mentors and giving them a weekly place to come and talk together, giving them money to go and learn putting them in situations where they have to be curious because they're digging into other people's stuff through the assessments. You have to weave your values into the day-to-day for them to catch traction and for them to mean more than just be the fluffy speak that we talk about at our annual meeting. It's in your DNA now here at MedMan to be intellectually curious. That's what I love about everything you just said is it's so built in. Absolutely. It's not a poster on the wall, right? Absolutely. So you said there were two things. One was was exercising that muscle. The other one was hiring for it. Tell me, you know, a little bit about the things you do to hire to hire for somebody who is intellectually curious. I wish I could say that we are amazing at this and we always get it right. Because yeah. just we don't. And and it's so hard. It's a really challenging, it's a challenging attribute to assess in the limited confines yeah. of a, of an interview process. But I'll tell you a little bit about it and kind of where we've grown. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting better. And we've done some experimenting. We've changed some questions around. The, the questions that we've, we've kind of fallen on are, you know, about things about, you know, what have you learned in the last six to 12 months? And, and so let's just do that really. This is going to be fun. Jesse, this is certainly yeah. a curveball right here. I'm okay. going to interview you. So here's throw, an example. Throw, throw me okay. the curveball. So Jesse, tell me about something that, that's really exciting that you learned in the last couple months, six to 12, let's say, that you didn't know it before, obviously, that's the whole learning part, but you weren't necessarily forced to learn it. It was something that you were just drawn to. Yeah. Anything you can think of? I think the one that that excites me most from this year is probably what I kicked the year off with. I was reading a book called Atomic Habits. And I've always liked to read and I've always had this like desire to be a better reader, either because I'm curious or because I'm prideful and I want to come across as really smart. Um, <laughs> either or. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be both. It could be both. But I've never had a good habit. I'm lazy. I like watching Netflix at the end of the day. I don't reach for a book when it's time to relax. Or I haven't until kind of learning about the different things that it takes to build or break a habit. Removing or adding friction to make it either easier or or harder to do something. So for me, it was always having that book, always having something downloaded to listen to, having my phone charged and ready to go in the morning so I could easily listen to it on the drive-in, making it the same time every day, making it a small habit of you know just five minutes at the end of the day. That's what I needed to do to start my habit. That's the thing that I learned about this year that I'm the most excited about because it's been the most impactful because now I'm not reading encyclopedias every day, but I'm, I'm pretty close to reading every day. And it may be a small amount, but I'm getting through stuff and, it, and it's opened up. It's given me a habit that's then opened up the chance to learn more. And that's, that's been a kind of a game changer for me. So yeah, that's one of the things I 
I learned this year that I'm most excited about? Well, tell you what, I mean, go ahead and hit a grand slam here on um, that interview. So nice work. Uh, <laughs> and the crowd goes cer- wild. <laughs> yeah, certainly wasn't pre-scripted here. I was trying to give you a curveball. But what we do then, but nice work, you know, obviously with a grand slam and, and coming across <laughs> like this no big deal. One of the best interviews out there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but but the important thing is in, in what we're looking for is not just that say that, hey, this is really cool. I learned this. But then is there more to it, right? Like, can we connect some dots? And and then you know, what's what's the impact? And then how does it kind of evolve through your your year or or the time? And then how does yeah. it evolve not only you know in your personal life and your career and things like that? So that right there is part of it, right? Changing the questions in the interview to kind mm-hmm. of ask for that hint for it. Something that we're also experimenting with is really you know either an activity slash role play slash like assignment, right? So can we ask a candidate to perhaps hey? I'd like you to look up, and this is actually really funny because what I have for an example here is exactly what you just said. Pre-interview, can you do a little research about different ways to learn how to change your habits, how to influence your habits? No joke. This is like... Yeah, yeah. For our listeners. This is my one example. We don't read the same books at all, do we? Yeah. No, right. (laughs) So so if that was asked to a practice administrator, you'd say, hey, you know, spend some time, research this. We're going to have a conversation about it. No specifics or anything like that. And really what we're looking for is not only that, hey, this is what I learned, but man, this could have implications in this, this, and this. And I'm really excited to apply it here or there. And if I do that, I wonder what the outcome of this would be, right? Like that's the mind. It's not just, I'm going to read you this book report and I completed my assignment. We're looking for those dots that are connected that go beyond that scope. And that's why I said, you knocked out of the park, man. You, You just did that. You didn't say, hey, I learned a new habit. You're like, but it helped me here. And then I grew here. And then this is how elevated my entire life. And ultimately, you know, that's what we're evolving to in our hiring process. I like it. Well, it makes me happy that I might still be hireable. (laughs) Yeah. You know, here at MedMed. Just here, just here. You you could be rehired. (laughs) If that comes comes down to it. (laughs) What I hope our listeners appreciate the most is that we just talked about this value means not slipping into the mentality of we've made it and we know it all. This, this answer right here just showed that we don't know. We're experimenting with stuff and we are curious on how it turns out. And we get the chance to experiment with it in our interviews and see how people react to it. And, and hopefully the right people react the right way. And we will just keep tweaking this thing, right? It's all a journey. You betcha. All a journey. Well, I think that that's a perfect place for us to push pause for a second, Jay, and come back in episode two. So listeners, please tune in next time as we dive a little bit deeper into our value of intellectual curiosity. We're going to talk more about how we see it in other people and maybe what the opposite traits might be. I can't wait, Jesse. I'm looking forward to it. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Before you get too distracted, make sure you click subscribe so that you can always stay up to date on the newest content from the Medical Management Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Medical Management Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.